what are we doing first? First, we got to sing the theme song of Volcano. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go when the volcano blows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, that was sung by Tommy Lee Jones? It was originally sung by Tommy Lee Jones featuring Feet and Heish. <laughs> wow. I miss the days when they would force the stars to also record something for the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. where we revisit things from your childhood, see if they're any good. Usually they're not. I'm DJ. <laughs> this is Damon. Hi, I'm Damon. I'm my, me. This week, we're talking about Volcano 1997. The Coast is Toast. The Coast is Toast. With Tommy Lee Jones, Anne Heche, and... Gabby Hoffman. A volcano underneath. Mm-hmm. Gabby Hoffman. Who's that? She's in Transparent now, but she's also been in Girls and other things. Okay, so I probably recognize. She her. was a child star, and now she's not a child because times move forward. It, it does that. <laughs> like as as sure as volcanoes erupt under Los Angeles, mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. soldiers on. It was those fucking Labrea tar pits all along. I told them to pave over them, and they didn't, <laughs> and they got a volcano. That's what happens. At least um, I think that's what happens. <laughs> sure. Uh, before we get to our memories of Volcano 1997. Um, <laughs> is there a Volcano reboot coming? No. But if you put 1997, people will be like, oh, that's a film that came out in 1997. And not if you just, just type in volcano, volcano poster, you get a lot of educational posters about the parts of a volcano. <laughs> uh, you can use baking soda and... I don't know. What's a, the a, an thing? acid, like yeah, vinegar yeah. Okay, usually, and it explodes for a little bit and then it stops. Um, we got a very important listener question. Um, that we have to answer. Um, I'm glad you came to the experts. So uh, this is a question. Uh, I'll just play it here. Hey, hi, this is uh, Dale from Dayton, Ohio. And I'm calling because uh, I have a volcano-related question for the volcano doctors. When you guys were talking, you guys talked a lot about lava and magma. And, well, I've always been confused by those. And I was wondering if you could tell me what the difference was. All right, I'm going to hang up, and I'll listen to you guys. Uh, thank you very much, and God bless. Dale from Dayton, thank you so much for coming to us. Thanks for coming to the experts. It's very important that people recognize that we are uh, volcanologists. Um, and doctors. And every sense the word. And you should definitely take this as legal advice, volcano advice, all we can or- We can ordain a marriage for you. Yeah. Um, all part of the rigmarole. So thank you very much for the question, Dale. Um so, as I understand it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I will. Magma is before puberty, mm-hmm. and lava is after. Wrong again, as usual. Wrong on volcanoes. Wrong for America. Wrong on the issues. Magma is molten rock, and lava is when it's been blessed by a rabbi and is kosher to eat. So, you have you have magma, then you have a bris, and then it's lava. Is that mm-hmm. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So either way, either my answer or your answer, it's af- lava is after it has become a man. <laughs> right? Yeah. If it's 13 years old, uh, it reads from the Torah, yeah. lava. Mm-hmm. Cool. Glad we could help. Um, now with that business out of the way, do you have, uh, do you have uh, memories of Volcano? <laughs> I, I actually... Um, I don't think I saw this in theaters. I think I saw it on TV after the fact. Yeah. I feel like it's done. I feel like there's a hotel in my memory. I feel like it was something on like the hotel cable, like when we were on vacation as a kid. Cause I remember watching it with like someone I don't watch, like to watch movies with. Sorry, Phyllis Anthopoulos. Oh, but like rude. a lot of like, well, she likes to ask like, who's that guy? And I'm like, I've been watching the same movie you have, Phyllis. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, what did he just say? I don't think we're supposed to know. I think that's going to be revealed later. Yeah. There's no tricks I know that 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 are being kept from you. Uh, how was there a volcano here? You're like, I- <laughs> is it usual that volcanoes would appear underneath a major metropolitan area like Los Angeles? Um, Will they escape the volcano? <laughs> I do remember there's a. Um, I don't know if there's something in the plot or if this movie has instilled in me. Uh, because I think when I was a tween or a teenager, I had a fear that my contacts would melt to my eyeballs if I was near lava, which surely they would. Yeah, I think that would probably be a problem. 
after other problems though like i think right if, first off why am i near lava right yeah <laughs> Pro- problem number one i think if you're hot enough for that you know the close enough for that to happen it's going to be so hot that your like legs are already melted off or something you know <laughs> i don't know if legs melt as much as catch fire i also i think it might be uh imbued imbued mm, uh, i think it also might be oh <laughs> <laughs> could argue with your science there i have wax legs i think it was also touched by the fact that i learned that stewardesses are forced at least at the time are forced to wear flight attendants um no at the time they would have been stewardesses (laughs) before they were scientifically renamed by biologists they wore uh pantyhose and if there was a fire in the plane it would melt to their skin oh good lord so I think that was a fact I learned around the same time, and I wondered, like, if I was near that lava, my contacts would melt to my eyeballs. This is, but that I, might also be part of the plot. I don't know. Contacts melting to eyeballs? How would they even show that? I think if we can trust anyone, it would be director's name. I feel like uh, that's a pretty legit fear. Not that in that the fear is legitimate, but that that's kind of scary. Because, like... yeah. I don't want my contacts to melt to my eyeballs. Yeah. So it's legitimate in that right. But I also live in a non-volcanic. Well, that's what the people of Los Angeles thought too. No, they know they're they're playing with fire. They know like, ooh, we got to be in movies, but at any moment, a wrathful god will just come in and just kill us all and throw us into the sea. I mean, via earthquake though, but not yeah. via. You know who controls earthquakes? Hades. Lava? We oh. just brought him up earlier. Coincidence? Yes, but still. <laughs> uh, Tommy Lee Jones is in this movie, and <laughs> he played Ty Cobb once. I feel like in general he's pretty good, but this is not a good movie. Let's. He's great in uh, The Fugitive. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's in that. He's great in... No, I know he's in it, but is he great? This is what I wanted to broach. Like, is Tommy... I enjoy Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. He plays a very specific range of characters. Yes. Yes. Grumpy, a glove that you dropped on the floor. Yeah. Just sort of crumpled on itself. Yeah. yeah. Just like a, a work base- glove. Baseball mitt that you're trying to break in so you have it underneath the bed. Just bedposts on top yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, I know. I, but I, I mean, get, I don't know if th- this, he's supposed to be like an, I don't know if he's, he seems like action star. He's gotta be Compassionate dad. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. What if he's Mr. Happy in this? And it blows our minds about how great Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. TLJ, can wow. be. Um, Tommy can, Lockjaw, they used to call him. I can confirm that he was good in No Country for Old Men because I've seen that recently. Right. He is also, you know, an old boot on the side of the road in that. Yeah. Um, Anne Heche, who was a thing for a while. Yeah. Dated Ellen. Famous bisexual Anne Heche. Later had a Margot Kidder style breakdown, I believe. But after Margot Kidder did it, so it was like, uh, Johnny come lately. So what, do you know any details of that? Or are we going to have to look that up? Because I don't know what you're talking about. I think it involved UFOs. Oh. Like she was found, like, ranting about UFOs in, like, out in the streets. Huh. Okay. And unlike, unlike Margot Kidder, who after the accident, like, became, like, if you ever read an interview of, like, post-breakdown Margot Kidder, it's like, yeah, this is the good shit like it's someone who's like i don't got anything left to lose yeah. lose fuckers here's the interview bam and Hayes is still like can i be a movie star please and we're like no go no. get out of here first of all this you is broke ho- up with ellen first of all this is hollywood and you're over 30 now so, so you might we as well w- be dead we were already gonna be done with you just because we're assholes yeah. but just like we destroyed margot kidder as well it's true you have licks, you have one anti-Semitic breakdown in the middle of the street. No, that wasn't her. Um, who was that? Oh, Mar- Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Who we just keep coming back. I guess we're just letting him back in now. Um, he did his time being rich and famous, not on screen. Yeah. The only other thing that I remember about this movie is that it's ridiculous. I remember thinking it was ridiculous when it came out. I can't even think of any good set pieces, though. Unlike, although I think there's a part... But this isn't an action scene. It's just like the subway car finds lava and stops. And like, we yeah. got to get out of here. And that's, that's not an action set piece. It's just like, hey, let's not drive the subway into lava. 
Yeah, I'm thinking of this movie like the things that I remember about it are like the blob. Like they like try to redirect mm-hmm. the lava with It's a very things. slow moving. It's not like Dante's Peak where it's like pew pew pew. I feel like it's like a lot of like uh, I bet there's some blamo. There's got to be some blamo blamo eventually in this though, right? I I, I yeah, things go blamo. Yeah. Uh I guess we got to we got to check the uh scientific accuracy of this. Uh, this one doesn't feel... I don't think they tried as hard on this one no. as they did on Dante's Peak. I definitely remember in 1997 knowing that Dante's Peak was, quote-unquote, the good one of the Volcano movies. Uh-huh. Um, but I also... I feel like this one has sort of like... Unlike Dante's Peak, which is like, we gotta get out of here, and the solution is, we gotta get out of here, it's a fucking <laughs> volcano, there's no other solution. Yeah. This one's like, Wait! I got a great idea. What if we trick the volcano? Let's get the Little League team in here and we, yeah, there's like, just confused. We're going to dance behind the volcano, distract its attention, and then when it's not looking, we're going to move the entire city of Los Angeles with the help of, I assume, Carmen Sandiego <laughs> to another location. Like, there's like a weird, tricky, like, Tommy Lee Jones, tricksy thing. All of, all of Bugs Bunny dresses up like a woman. <laughs> it's very blazing saddles. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we're going to watch the the movie Volcano, 1997. Um, it's available on Amazon as of January. January, late January, early February 2018. Watch the movie with us. We'll see you in a few minutes. Here we go. Come over. Hurry. We're about to start it. Uh, Indian food's on its Indian way. Indian food's gone. I got, uh, so bring your own stuff because we didn't get your order. I got a chicken tikka masala. Uh, Damon got the chicken korma. Um, I got non for well, all of us, by the way. Oh, no. No non, thanks. No, I'll really? can- cancel that part of the order. I didn't even want it in the house. You didn't want it? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I okay. love bread. I thought you would. That's why It's I something got it. me and Oprah have in common. We love bread. We're you, also both running for president. You two are so much alike in so many ways. <laughs> we both like capes, bread. We both have sex with Stedman on a regular basis. Damon, when you oh, were yeah, when yeah, you hello. were a young when you were a young coquettish ingenue geologist teaming up with a craggy operations of uh, office of emergency management mm-hmm. and my director, lover had just died and your a lover slash assistant had just died. Do you think you could have found solace in supporting a podcast through Patreon.com? I'm glad you asked because I probably would have been, um, because I was also a woman at the time that I was a geologist, Yes, I would have been sent to just look for a child that had been lost instead mm-hmm. of, you know, helping with my Matronly. geological studies. Mm-hmm. So I probably would have spent that time. I would still be looking for the child, but also like on my phone, like kind of like, boop, 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 this Patreon, was, boop, 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 Patreon didn't exist yet, but podcasts, I guess in their nascent form did exist. Uh, you mean radio shows? Yes. <laughs> I was donating to Don Imus. You could have called in a donation to NPR at that point. In time. True. Terry Gross. But Here you he, go. Here's that money. And she's like, what are you doing? I don't accept money directly. <laughs> Just become a part of our team. That's all we want. We want, we want uh, you to help us spread the word, help support the podcast. Part of our team. Part of our team. Yeah. <laughs> it's a team. We got a team here. We got a pitcher. I'm we a one-man show. I'm like a L.A. cop nearing retirement. I don't need a partner. I don't need a team. I'm going to bring down Mendoza by myself. There are rules to this podcast. No. DJ? Chief DJ? I play by my own rules. <laughs> Patreon.com slash That's the song we should have sang at the beginning of this movie because we just watched song. We just watched Volcano 1997, 1997. starring Tommy Lee Jones, Anne H, and Don Cheadle, who's ah Don Cheads, the headline name that we forgot. And Keith David. Keith David shows up at one point. 
Um, <laughs> just, and then doesn't leave. It's yeah. a really weird, like, you either bring Keith to, I understand he's a character actor, you just yeah. bring him in, and maybe he might pop out. But you can't just, like, wait 45 minutes, bring him in, and then he's in every scene from then on out. Yeah, and they still don't really introduce him. He's just there. Never gets a name. Never gets a name. I guess maybe, like, he was um, maybe less recognizable then than he is now. I don't know. This is post They Live, which is, like, 1980. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely around before that, but, I mean, maybe less recognizable, so maybe it wasn't as big of a thing, but it was definitely a little jarring that it was like, wait. I could give that a pass if that's if they treated him like he was in one scene. He's like, I'll go get the commissioner. And then he runs off and never comes back again. But like they like introduce him two thirds of the way into the movie. And he's like, I'll be the one you're talking to all the time now. I'll still never be formally introduced. It's not like Billy Zane in Back to the Future where you're like, hey, is that is that who's that blurry guy in the background? Yeah, no, he's he's like a featured player, but he doesn't show up until a featured player. He's like in the second half of the credits of Saturday Night Live, and yeah. like, and also <laughs> Keith David. I could, was Keith That's David? my done part. I thought I that could, was pretty. That good. was pretty good. I could see Keith David having a very short run on '80s SNL, right? I don't Just think like he did, smiling but. and grimacing and glowering at people, yeah. um, and then introducing the army in those commercials. Damon, why don't you recap this oh, movie for me? damn it! I should have been talking more, so i got to turn the tables on you. It's too late. I'm just kidding. I love recapping. I know you do. That's Volcano. My, my gift to you. Early in the days, picture yourself in 1997. <laughs> okay. The let's... sun's rising. Oh, okay. Hanson's on the radio. <laughs> Other things are on the radio. Barbie girl, probably. Um, I stand by that. What's that? Come, my lady. Come, come, come my, my lady. lady. That is too late. I think okay. that's like 98, 99. Oh, come shit. on. Shit. I'm trying to set a fucking scene, and you're I'm over sorry. here like just riffing. Okay. Sorry. With crazy town lyrics. By the way, just for the record, on that song, mm-hmm. they reference Sid and Nancy as like an, a couple they aspire to be. A man who may or not, may not have killed his girlfriend with a knife in a heroin-fueled rage. Mm. That is not a couple you reference. We're just like Sid and Nancy over here. No. Don't say that to me. I mean, people reference Romeo and Juliet all the time. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> That's not a Romeo didn't either. stab Juliet That's true. after he shot up. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. The movie begins by explaining the office of Tommy Sid and Lee Nancy? Jones. Sid and, he plays Sid yeah. and Nancy. <laughs> pushing his range. Yeah. Um this he was plays uh, time, this he movie. plays Mike Rourke. The Office of Emergency Management. Broadcasting Systems. Maybe. Management. Um, the movie starts as a pro- prologue by telling us, I know what you're thinking, and you're going to think this movie's ridiculous, but the Office of Emergency Management does get to take control of the city if shit goes down. Not a verbatim phrase from the beginning yeah, of the movie, but it says It's it. weird that that was the thing they, they felt needed explained before the movie started. It was started. weird. <laughs> uh, but he, he plays uh, the uh, officer of emergency management or whatever. Um, the movie takes place in L.A. He's not even the head of the office of emergency Isn't he? management. No, because he keeps getting calls from the chief. Well, no, the chief. I thought that was the chief of police. No, it's the chief of their office. Oh. I think. I thought it was the chief of police. No, because, like, why would he be like, you got an office, you stay in that office. Like, why would the chief of police be that into the inner workings of... I don't know. I don't know how it works, the inner workings of the, the you know, the bureaucracy of the... Uh, I, I want to look that up. You keep talking. You keep recapping. Oh, don't worry. I've got this. Um, there's a uh, early morning earthquake in L.A. No one thinks much of it, because <laughs> only in L.A. Um <laughs> And, uh, but it may have sent some, uh, this is horrible. This movie's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it is the police. The Wikipedia seems to think it is the police. The chief of police? Yeah. I don't, I feel like it's not. So after an early morning earthquake, lava starts spilling out into the subway tubes of, uh, Los Angeles and a volcano erupts in the La Brea Tar Pits. On Wilshire, as we find out later, or I found out repeatedly, um, uh, lava starts flowing through Los Angeles. They eventually dam it and are able to stop it. But what do they find out? It's actually going through uh, the subway tracks 
and it's going to erupt near the hospital that uh, everyone's been sending their wounded to. And uh, they build, they blow up a new uh, apartment high rise to damn the streets and force the lava to go down into the Pacific Ocean, saving Los Angeles. There's a lot of, uh, what have you, a lot of uh, Sturm und Drang, a lot of uh, side characters that I'm supposed to, a lot of racial resentment being resolved through lava. Yeah. Uh, this just was, a lot of great things. This was fairly soon after the L.A. riots and the O.J. trial and the mm-hmm. uh, Ronnie King stuff. So they were addressing that. In a very uh, respectful way and realistically. Yes. Through lava. Um, anyway, Tommy Lee Jones and Anheish save the city. And that's, uh, that's Volcano in a nutshell. Yeah. I think it was the chief of police. At least Wikipedia thinks it was the chief Told of police. Ya. So you might be right. But I, they kept saying the chief, and I was like, I assumed it was the. The chief uh, from boss. the Acme Detective Agency, played by Lynn Thigpen, stopping Carmen Sandiego from taking over, stealing the Washington Monument or whatever. Yeah. That's um, the second reference to Carmen Sandiego I've worked into this. Thank you. Yeah, but I'm cutting that one, so. Aww. Oh, come on! Lynn Thigpen, R.I.P. She deserves her time in the sun. <laughs> um, this movie's stupid. Um, so, okay. <laughs> Cut Let's, that. I don't want any spoilers yeah, no as spoilers. to your review. Okay, Let so... Me, what, since I recapped, DJ... Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a, like sort of a tennis game. Okay. Uh, why don't you give us some things you liked? Uh, wait, hold on. Second part, part B of the question. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Things you didn't like. Start with part A, though. Okay. Things uh, you liked. Go. All of them. Let me just go through my list. I didn't really organize them Here. that way. Uh, <laughs> I liked. Yeah. Go on. Whenever you're ready. Mike's, Mike's set up whenever you're ready to just want to look at you over your notes and then just sort of just <laughs> really just. Um, uh, well, let me. Why don't, would you like a prompt, baby? I can, I can give you a prompt, maybe to, you no, know, sort I'm, of like the SATs where I just give you a prompt and you speak extemporaneously. Yeah, go ahead. What did you think? Because we sort of referenced this at the beginning. What did you think of Tommy Lee Jones and the character he presented in the film? Hold on. Volcano, comma, 1997. I, I think mark. it's parentheses, 1997. <laughs> um, it depends on the Chicago style or the ALF format. Given what this movie is, uh, the acting was fine. Uh, I thought mm, Tommy Lee Jones fine. was fine. I'm writing that down. One thing. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones was fine, according to podcaster A. <laughs> One thing that I like, I didn't even get, I a, didn't name. Even get a name. Just podcaster A. Find like, the podcast yourself. Can we get a quote for this re, re, re-release of <laughs> <laughs> Volcano on, I guess, DVD? Maybe are I don't we still know. Make, streaming? Hey, are we still making DVDs? Yeah, we are. Okay, yeah, we're gonna release that. Um, do you need a name? Click. <laughs> um, no time. I gotta get this DVD out immediately. <laughs> I'm just burning it on my old because uh, you can't even do that on, on my tower. I've got on my computer for some reason. I'll tell you one thing I liked. Yeah, please. That was the prompt initially. Just anyway, the steaming. Chemistry between Anne Heche and was, Tommy Lee Jones. Was it sexual? It was, was it friendly? I don't know. They were definitely in scenes together, though. Lava hot. <laughs> That's how I describe that. And you and our president would describe <laughs> Lava hot. Um, everything in me, as we're watching it, was just thinking, were these two fucking on set? Because it's just <laughs> steamy. Can we actually kind of address that? Because that was a question throughout the movie. Yeah. And not, hey, hey, audience, we don't need to assign labels to anyone. Mm-hmm. But Anne Heche's character, she doesn't end up in a romantic relationship with TLJ. No. But There's she, like some playful, yeah, good they're, they're friendly, but like they, they lean on each other at the end of the movie. Yeah, that's about it. Which I would imagine when you've been through a life or death threatening traumatic situation involving liquid rock flying through a major metropolitan area. Um the real question is, though, at the beginning of the movie, there is a woman. I described her as Lady Bert as a reference to 
that great character from Sesame Street. I, I think she looks like Miss Finch from Follow That Bird. Also featuring Bert. Not a coincidence. Yeah. Um, oh, we should watch Follow That Bird. It's on my list. If you want me to be crying. Um, I always want you to be. But crying. she, uh, she's a fellow geologist or seismologist or whatever yeah. with Anne Heche. She seems but like she she's like, like her like, lieutenant kind of. Her no. lieutenant, like yeah. she cleans her musket for her and <laughs> all that stuff, yeah. uh, shines her boots. Um, but there is like sort of a flirty relationship. Like there's a point where they're kind of like catchy. She like grabs her neck catchy. playfully. Yeah, she grabs her neck playfully. They're flirty and like sort of like uh, sniping at each other, but in a playful way. And then, of course, the other woman gets like burned She's up by lava. Burned um, alive, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which is sad. But then Anne Hayes is cool with it. Um, she moves on very quickly she gets because it. there's a volcano bursting in Los Angeles. Um, but the movie doesn't seem to address. It seems like little breadcrumbs. It's like, I don't want to say that these people are in a romantic or sexual relationship with, with each other. But I also don't want you to not think that they're in a... It, like, if you're aware enough, like, I feel like... Not to bring her up again, but Phyllis Anthopoulos, at least in 1997, would not have picked up that these ladies right. were possibly in a romantic relationship with each other. But me, <laughs> as a lesbian, would have like <laughs> definitely been like, hey, what's up with those two ladies over there? What's going on over there? Now, I'm not that familiar with the gay community. Can you call yourself a lesbian? Uh, That's our word. Look, here's the thing. I earned an honorary degree from Sarah Lawrence University, so oh. I'm cool. Okay. It's fine. Um, moving on from that, there is a character <laughs> named Nathan Calder. <laughs> I thought right. he was going to maybe be a more substantial villain, but he's basically ends up being – he owns the, the big building that get, gets blown up to block the lava flow at the beginning, and he's married to the doctor who basically tells him to – fuck off because she's helping right. people and he's like and even that scene is like it seems like you were did you mean for that to be more meaningful because it wasn't that character could have completely been cut but they did name him calder which i was like is that a volcano thing caldera is that yeah that's stupid but it was like the first one of the first names that we get because he's in the beginning season because scenes because he's funding helping to fund the the mm. subway or something like or he's fighting against it I can't remember. I was really hoping that they would really, because he's introduced fairly early because he's on, uh, the the movie begins with um, the metro line is like expanding the red line and there's a lot of protesters and he's one of those or yeah. he's, yeah, I think is he's he protesting. Why I would a guy who's building a giant residential space protest the expansion of subway tracks i don't know and he says something about plastic in the ocean i don't know it's i feel like maybe some of his art got put on the cutting room floor because it was like why is he in? like when you think about it the only reason i remembered that he was in it is because a they bring him back later mm-hmm. and b i wrote nathan calder ridiculous name on my notes right <laughs> but he he is like he's in that protest scene which is like very to us in the movies yeah. through in the movie through a a, a news clip right. and we see his name at the bottom so it's ridiculous and i was hoping like it would continue in that like people would be named like hephaestus and vulcan yeah. Yeah. and magma fire john johnny flames a lot <laughs> pilot pyro sea elastic cloud <laughs> elastic cloud being one word yeah <laughs> sure. Lav a bomb. Lava tube. <laughs> the first name is La. You know, like you'd see in a first name. Obsidian J. Chesterfield. I, I <laughs> um, here I'll, I'll say another thing, and then we'll. Uh, so pumice, Jonathan pumice. <laughs> The heir to the pumice fortune. H.R. Pumice Stone. H.R. <laughs> pumice Stone. <laughs> um, there's a lot of confusing reactions to, to the <laughs> geological happenings in this movie. So, obviously, like, they, there's a few signs, right? Like, it's not as... Um, 
it's different than Dante's Pink, but the, it's like Definitely. similar in that there's like some things that are like some shit's going to go down, right? And we all know what's going to happen. Then there's going to be a volcano. But like, I mean, it's in the title of the movie. Unless they follow my rules of like just screwing over the audience in the disaster in the disaster movie. Come see, come uh, see volcano. Nothing happens. <laughs> we got to come up with a good name. Let's think about it. Uh, I like tornadic activity. Yeah, that's good. Tornadic activity and all that happens, just strong winds. Maybe your laundry gets blown off the line. Or like tornado watch the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Tornado warning means there's an actual tornado, but tornado watch, we're just looking for one. (laughs) The situation is right, but we haven't seen anything yet. Strong strong winds. Caution advised. (laughs) Um, So... A there's some uh, workers underneath, um, and it's, they're working on the tunnel, right, for the public works guys. Yeah, and they and they get burned at one. A couple of guys die. They, they just, get burninated. They get burn. Yeah, burninated. And then one guy's like half burninated, and so he's in the Two hospital. Face. His name is it's, it's Harvey Dent. Yeah. So there's an earthquake, uh, right? But like a, a, I guess normal, a fairly small earthquake for for Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, in the morning, and so that's kind of what draws. Um, TLJ into this mess. And uh, so this happens after the earthquake. So they're like, oh, it's just a gas. Um, what, would you, what would you call it? A fart. An earth fart. <laughs> they're, they're like, it's just a, a gas eruption or whatever. And they're like, yeah, it's that's fine. That's what I said. And then uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones takes this guy who gets more screen time than makes sense with him. It look it seems like he's a red shirt and I guess he sort of is. Yeah. He does die later, but um, Don't, wait, does he die later? Well, the building falls on him. Remember they look at each other and the building explodes. Oh, I don't wait. Remember at the very end, the guy, the pillar falls on the one guy that we've never seen before. And then that guy who went down uh subterranean with TLJ at the beginning is there. That's the guy. He sort of looks like, uh, Oh, is that the guy? Yeah. That was that guy. Oh my God! Of course. Okay. All right. This was a very like Philip Philip Xanthopoulos conversation we just had. <laughs> I guy? never would have picked up on that. Which I was guy just was like, that guy? "Who was that guy?" But that, that's the weird thing is like they showed his face a lot. Like oh, this guy, but it's like we didn't get anything other than you didn't give me a name. He's he hasn't new. been around for like twenty minutes. Yeah. So this guy goes uh, in the tunnel with TLJ, and he it's set up like he's a red shirt. Like we're like, oh, this guy's gonna die, but. Um, he doesn't, but they they do encounter like a surging wall of of flame. Like it's not clear mm-hmm. that it's lava, but it is like a ball of fire that erupts, and they get out just in time. And they're like their radio is melted and stuff like that. And then he goes back, and he's I can't even remember who all these people are. One guy's the um, the head of the metro train thing, and he's dealing with that. Another guy is I don't know from some other department, and. They're like, we need some proof. And he doesn't even mention that a fucking fireball melted his radio. And you know what I mean? Like, he And also, here's that. the melted radio. Yeah, he doesn't. For some reason, it's like that never happened. He has like, he just saw this wall of flame and he's just like, huh. That Guess he got weird. me there. Glad we got out of that one alive. This is bizarre. And so that that's kind of in line with how... Everyone reacts to this whole thing. They're like, when the when the volcano starts erupting, and it's very clearly lava, they're like finding different ways to say, they're like, there's a slow-moving hot water coming towards <laughs> us, but it's different than water. You described it as that the phenomenon that happens in zombie movies yeah. where... I guess zombie movies don't exist in the universe of yes. zombie movies, so no one knows what to call these things. So they call them walkers, or I don't know. It's Lauren's trademark pet peeve, which is like they're like, but in this like volcanoes exist in our. You world have a geologist right here yeah. who can tell you, and eventually, I mean, I feel like she speaks for us, where she's like, "It's lava." Yeah. She just says it like exasperated, and they're all like, "Oh, I guess we got to call it that now." I, I think they're trying to point out that it's that's like. No one know. No one. They're knew so that. surprised that it's there yeah. that it. There, I. I felt like that was a little believable, at least in the fact that when she has that moment where she's like, "It's lava." Yeah, and they all like concede, like they sort of look at her like crazy, but then they concede, like, "Of course, that's what it is." Right. Like, I felt like that was the movie, like making that concession, like. They, just they may not believe that that's what it could possibly be, that a volcano has ex- erupted in the middle of Los Angeles, but that's what it is. Even if you don't think that that's possible, that's what's happening. But I just, like, I 
don't think that's how anyone re- would react. Like if if we live in not near any sort of fault line or anything, right? And if lava started coming out of you know my yard, I would be like, <laughs> "Holy shit, that's lava!" Uh-huh. Just like if a zombie started eating my cat, I'd be like, "Oh my god, a zombie!" Like, except for it's different because uh, you don't have a cat. Yeah, I don't have a cat. Yep, that's the factor. It doesn't matter that there's not a volcano here. Like, you know what that thing is. Like, I, I don't. That's not how anyone in the world would react. It's weird. It's bizarre. This movie also seemed to be fast and loose with how lava worked. Yes. I don't know if you noticed that, DJ, but I did. I did. <laughs> um, and I'm not a seismologist or a geologist or a volcanologist like Mr. Spock is. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things, there's a, a brief uh, little sequence where uh, TLJ decides to... Um, push a bus to try and like his preliminary idea just to, to buy him some time is to push a bus over and sort of create a makeshift dam yeah. early in the movie. And after like they do that, the lava's still creeping up and he notices that there's someone like trapped in between the bus and the lava flow. Yeah. And so he runs over to grab it. And while he's over there with Anne Hayes, she joined him, a palm tree bursts into flames, falls down Locks and in. creates a barrier. And so a fireman decides to swing his ladder over from the truck <laughs> over to get them, but he has to swing it over the flaming palm tree. Yes. And they put the 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 person who was unconscious on there and then Anne Haitian, Tommy Lee Jones, they're hanging off the side of the thing and he's like, "Oh, I can't lift it up anymore. It's too heavy." Now keep in mind he's like right by the bus. Yeah. And the lava's still creeping over. He's like, I'm going to have to swing it this way. So he swings it not to the left, which would be right over the bus and into even, safety. Even if they didn't get, uh, if they didn't clear the bus, they could have like climbed on the bus. Yeah. And then, and then been fine. Yeah. But instead he swings it over the river of lava, which way. as the, the goofs on IMDb kept reiterating is about a thousand degrees Celsius. Yeah. Um, so they would be on fire. They would be on help. fire yeah, and yeah. at least unconscious from the heat. Yeah. So I mean, it's done. But they they swung it over and then the the ladder starts to melt and I'm like if the ladder is melting at this point, human bodies are not doing so hot <laughs> or they are doing so uh, hot and uh, that's the problem. That is the problem. Um and it's like if I'm picking up on this movie, you got a problem. <laughs> there was also another scene, one of the the sort of mini climaxes, that's not a phrase, um, of the movie, is that they build this dam. Like, after that preliminary dam with the bus, he gets the idea to build uh, these barricades, like you see on the highway, yeah. um, to uh, block it at Wilshire and uh, Fairfax. Um, and they build it one, one barrier deep. Like, not two barriers. Yeah. One barrier. They build it, and, I mean, that's not watertight. That's definitely not lava-tight. So they build it, and then the firemen are just standing on the other side of the barrier. Like, like right this up is next cool. to it, yeah. And the fire trucks are, like, just pushing against the barriers as a sort of a... Reinforcement kind yeah. of thing, yeah. And I'm like, guys, that doesn't seem like it would work. You would go unconscious from the fucking lava. Whenever you watch, like, documentaries of people who are, like, really into volcanoes, they're wearing, like, fucking hazmat suits made of, like, Reynolds wrap. You can't just, like, pretend like a fireman just in his rubber, a.k.a. melty plastic suit, is just hanging out by the lava. Ugh! (laughs) Well, and we have other, like, uh, Tommy Lee Jones' daughter... Uh, Gabby Hoffman. Yeah, played by Gabby. Gabby Hoffman actually gets lava on her leg <laughs> and gets a second degree burn from it. Like they, the doctor, the the doctor character actually says it's a second degree burn. Now I know it did like get on her jeans or whatever, but still, like, dude, no, yeah. that's like that's like instant. <laughs> crazy burn if you get lava on you i don't know there was a lot of if you learn nothing from this podcast don't get lava on you also there's a lot of uh, backdrafting that the lava does like there's at least three different scenes in the movie and i don't know maybe this is a thing that lava does but it doesn't seem right that uh it like bursts out like steam uh or like uh 
kind of fire like bursts out of a hole or whatever and then it gets sucked back in like when the uh, assistant uh when the miss finch dies uh <laughs> she dies because like the, this heat is coming up and then there's like steam and lava coming up like coming up near her and she like is burning her legs and she's like holding on in this crevice and and she can't hold on and then she she falls down and then it like into or, the earth it doesn't she doesn't fall down the the, the like it bursts up like the Steam and lava, or what? It's not lava. It's like steam and fire burns mm-hmm. and like pushes Anne Hage's character away. Then she comes back and, and it sucks everything back in. And Anne Hage looks over the edge and it's just gone. Yeah. Which is like, is and you actually see it like in reverse. Yeah. This yellow steam being sucked back into the earth. And I'm like, is that a thing? Or are we on Mount Doom all of a sudden and we have to get rid of a ring? Maybe that is a thing. You know, we learn in Backdraft that fire does strange things, you know? If I could remember Backdraft, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have, shortly after that, um, we have the first appearance of the Kangle hat. Oh, the Kangles! Is that correct? Is that how you, Kangle? is that what it's called? Kangle, yeah. I don't know how, if I'm saying it right, but it's Kangle. It's uh, Don Cheadle gets to wear the Kangle hat. In, uh, oh, no, I know, yeah. I just didn't know if it's called Kangle. Well, I'm not telling you, I'm telling the audience. If, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was just... We, these are microphones. Moment. This is a private moment between <laughs> you and me. I thought these were tin cans. Um, I thought we were on our tree houses. Um, he did, like, and it was just all of a sudden, like, uh, Don Cheadle in his first scene. No hat. Standard Don Cheadle. Mm. Second scene, Kangle hat. Boom. And then the rest of the movie. Well, it's one day, so. I mean, yeah. It seems less, all, now that we've mentioned it, it seems like less of a deal than yeah, it, it was. It's because more I kept yelling Kangle every time he showed up in a scene. It's just sort of anachronistic now. Like it's it like, also, doesn't it seem like, and maybe this is just a white guy talking, but doesn't it seem like some white executive was like, hey, you know, I've seen another guy wear hats, <laughs> and it was Samuel Jackson, and you, Don Cheadle was like, you're going to make me wear the fucking Kangle hat. And they're like, yeah, that's Kangle nice. hat. Make it a plaid. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, we got, we have some other topical references. Like, the, like I feel like that. So they, they made a note that people are looting. Uh, and it was just kind of not really important to the plot at all. Like that. It was just like, People started looting. They're looting in Beverly Hills. I there guess. were two references. Yeah, yeah, two references to looting. The references. Uh, the first one was uh, when the volcano first took, goes off. People start looting, and yeah. it seemed like tacky yeah. at best. Yeah, which is what my mom would say when it's actually racist. It right. seems yeah. tacky. Um, it seemed a little racist, even though the movie seemed to have a very diverse group looting. It still seemed mm, don't. Don't do this. Yeah. And then later they're like, they're even looting in Beverly Hills. And it showed like people, police officers in front of a Whole Foods. And I was like, yeah. don't say they're even looting in Beverly Hills. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It was just gross. It was weird. And then there's a couple of OJ refs. Uh, there were several OJ references. And the movie seems to have a subplot about the pol- the LAPD and uh, African-American citizens of Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. Because, I mean, do you want to recap that? It didn't make it into my recap. Um, yeah, well, it's just when they're, um, fighting the volcano, <laughs> fighting the lava in the first, at the very beginning of the movie, um, we see, uh, two police officers, two white police officers. Um, and there's something going on in a church downtown. I don't know what is going on. The movie never really explains it, but there seems to be like some, uh, protest or some sort of like political activity going on at a church downtown oh, is that when they're like there's two like white guys in the church and they're like we'll come out if you say it's safe or something and there's all these oh, yeah. mostly african-american people standing outside like shouting and booing them i don't know what was going on yeah um but uh we're introduced to this one character whose name again i didn't get because the yeah. movie was like ah volcanoes um but he has sort of an antagonistic re- uh, relationship with these two police officers. And the one, he's like, are you getting in my face? And the police officer's like, if I'm getting in your face, you'll know it, it while getting in the guy's face. Yeah. Um, and uh, later on, that same guy comes uh, to where they're trying to build this dam. And he's like, you know, my family lives down the street from here. And if you guys don't do something like his house, like his family's house is on fire. Yeah. And he's like trying to get some firemen to come help. And 
honestly, reasonably, the fire department's like, we're, we're trying to stop this lava flow. We're working on something right now. Yeah. We got a project. Um, and then, you know, eventually the one police officer like handcuffs him so they yeah. can't do anything. He handcuffs him to a police car or something. Um, and eventually the other police officer releases him. And as he's like going to go home, he decides to help them build the dam right. to stop the lava flow. And it's like, love lift us up where we belong. <laughs> this moment that we're supposed to learn that, Hey, aren't we both bad guys? And it's like, no, no, just, no the LAPD was really, you know, doing some shitty shit in the mid nineties yeah. that really needed to be addressed. Um, but later as the, after we see the sun rising, the police officers like tells the, the fire department chief, like, Hey, there's a house on fire down the road check it out yeah. and we're supposed to be like yeah, yeah i guess we are alike in the end but it's like uh it's been hours that house is gone yeah. <laughs> i know how fires work so it was this weird moment that the movie obvious was like Duh, pretend you don't know anything about how anything works <laughs> and just uh go with us on this one i was like i'm sorry uh i'm i've watched lord of the rings and i still can't follow you to this place <laughs> Uh, it was just a very weird moment. And then later on, there's a super cheesy moment where um, uh, there's there's another stupid fucking scene of this kid getting lost and almost wandering like, into a place. Yeah. They're going to like detonate a building to try and build this it's a subplot with Tommy Lee Jones daughter right. has to go is taking care of him. And then Anne Heche is assigned by Tommy Lee Jones. We can address that in a minute. Okay, good. But she she loses this kid that she's keeping track yeah. of. Mm-hmm. She finds him, uh, hands boy. him over to Keith David, mm-hmm. who's like, I'm in this movie now. And uh, the, the, he's like, so uh, let's find your mother. What's your mother look like? And the kid goes, like, looks at all these people who are covered in ash. Mm-hmm. So they're all gray. And the kid says, their faces. They all look the same. And Keith David he is like, out of the mouths of babes. Yeah. And, uh, it's the worst. And then, like, it starts raining and, like, the ash pours off of them. So it's like, nah, just kidding. Just kidding. We're very different. Well, what's he say before? He has those weird dubbed lines that, like, clearly Ooh. they didn't get a good take when the kid was, like, was sitting there. <laughs> so, so they either had him or some other kid, like, overdub them. And much earlier in the plot, yeah. uh, they're hanging out in the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. Where, by the way, just as a safety precaution, if you're ever in a natural disaster... Mm. They will give you balloons. Go to the nearest Hard Rock Cafe. Mm-hmm. Tuck and roll under Jerry Lee Lewis's piano and just wait it out. Wait it out there. There's a frame that thing survived great balls of fire. Oh, nicely done. Thank you. I know things about music. You play music. I know music. And there's a framed uh, one of Steven Tyler's scarves that you can meet underneath. That's the main <laughs> place. People. That's a good rule. And also, he survived the movie Armageddon, which we'll get to later. So. <laughs> um, he, doesn't, he didn't want what to close his eyes. He didn't want to fall asleep, which is a good rule in a national disaster. Sorry, natural disaster. <laughs> natural. Anyway, he says they're playing rock, paper, scissors to pass the time. And uh, was another unnamed character. And uh, they're playing it. And uh, he does this flat hand motion. And Gabby Hoffman says, well, she picks scissors. She's like, well, scissors cuts paper. And he's like, I wasn't paper. I was lava. What beats that? First off, I clearly demarcated the rules. So you don't get to pick lava. And then she says, my dad, oh, woof. Yeah. If I were a straight man, I would say that was an air ball of a line. <laughs> would I sure. say that? No, I hope not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> brick? Would I say brick? Yeah, both, both, both would work. Air ball is if you just miss completely. Whiff? Whiff is baseball. Uh, oh, but still, that's like the same idea, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a whiff. Yeah. She whiffed it. Would I say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To have whiffed. Mm-hmm. To be had whiffed. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of basketball, since we were speaking of basketball, I do have Heche going dunk here. <laughs> I 
she gets it. She uses the basketball to see where the lava is going to go. Yeah. She's a fucking genius. Lava's kind of gross. Like, obviously, there was like some footage of real lava, but also some footage of like, well, some of it looked real. I don't know if it was like from real, but some of it would look from like real. I didn't from, know if it was from, from real, real. real footage, but some of it was clearly just like water or maybe like slightly higher viscosity water. It seemed like at uh, like Universal Studios or something, they just put yeah. like a red light in the tank and yeah. they're like shooting water out. And I'm like, that's just water that you're shooting a red light under. Yeah. But sometimes when they would have like lava dripping down, mm. I was like, oh, this is like caramel. Caramel. Okay, we we did touch on it. I do want to address uh, Anne Heche's role as scientist. Yes. Quote, find me a scientist. Um, That is a quote of the movie. And then uh, later on, how she's sent to look for children. You want to address that? Yeah, so, okay, so Anne Heche's character... A straight man, would you like to address that issue? (laughs) Actually... Uh, well, actually. Yeah, let me take this over. So, uh, Anne Heche's character is the whole reason she's in the movie is that Tommy Lee Jones is like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Get me a scientist. He he doesn't even say, he's like a geologist, a paleontologist. <laughs> I, Get I don't me a care scientist. who. And she's the one that shows up because she knows what she's talking about. And she's clearly like, I'm an oncologist. <laughs> does the, does LA have cancer? Um, I'm actually a podiatrist. Is this. <laughs> You guys cool? You guys taking care of yourselves? I'm an ENT. What do you got? You got it's some like, uh, phlegm? You got some... Uh, she's like tossing out socks. <laughs> I don't know. That's not what podiatrists do. Um, tossing out... So- you know what you need? Socks. Yeah, you get socks. Athlete's foot, you need to wear more socks. Let me write you a prescription. <laughs> um, Have I been buying socks over the counter when I should be buying prescription socks? Ridiculous. Um, so she's a significant part of this movie, but later... Uh, later on, towards the end, when Tommy Lee Jones is working on his damn plan. Hey, um, hey, just this is a hear him podcast. out. Hear him out before you start denigrating the plan. She says, how can I help? And basically, he's he takes a picture out and says, find my oh. daughter. So he sends this scientist who has been extremely helpful throughout the movie, even though... In like, fact, identifying this uh, viscous rock liquid as <laughs> lava. Yeah. Now, granted, she she couldn't, like, say anything with certainty, which really frustrated him. Mm-hmm. But it was like, hey, man, shades of gray. Get used to it. Welcome to the world, Tommy Lee Jones. Well, he's also, like, a man, so he's like, just tell me what to do. Yeah. But she's she's been on his side, and she has been helpful, and he just sends her off to go find... I mean, I know this is important to him, but it was like, why does she have to go? Couldn't, like, anyone behind you? Keith David, he's just been hanging out the first 30 minutes of the movie. Why can't he just do yeah. something else for the last half? It's weird. Send your intern. Go. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, she Monica Lewinsky re- relegated. As and they she would also have said like in 1997. She also like doesn't find the daughter. She does. She's like miles away. She never finds her. Well, and right, before, it's just like we need her to do something. Yeah, and so like the kind of the character climax of the movie is is they're about to detonate this big building to block the lava flow, and Tommy Lee Jones is is has just ha- helped set the charges, and he's running. He's like kind of sitting there waiting for this all to go down and then he sees the little boy that his daughter's with and then his daughter and he's she's in the way of char- of charges that are about to detonate yeah. and so he runs over there because he can't get them to stop but they can't hear him because of the explosions and then as he's running towards his daughter and Heche like half a mile away <laughs> recognizes the silhouette of Tommy Lee Jones running looks their direction and then they do like a, a weird like Six million dollar man zoom in. Yeah, it was very like comic booky. Yeah, and it was like H vision, vision, H vision. It was very weird. Uh, that whole subplot was just bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it's it's this weird. I mean, you you. I didn't even notice it, but she doesn't find the fucking girl in the end. No, so she's sent on this wild goose chase, and she's like a mile away from her. Like, even if she was like close to her, I'd be like, ah, I'll give you a mulligan on that one. Right. You got yeah. her, <laughs> but like, she was like a mile away. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And like, why would you send the only geologist you have with you? Like, what if the plan goes wrong? What if you need to come up with Plan B? Your geologist is over there, like babysitting. So someone just yelling Kelly Rourke into a crowd of millions like a fucking lunatic. Um, 
do you have anything else before we go into the the science? I looked up just the tiniest amount of science of this movie. I do have, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't like to criticize you. Criticize me? I don't like to. You don't? I don't like okay. to do that. You've mentioned a lot of the stars of the film. Yes. Tommy Lee Jones, Anne Heche, mm-hmm. Gabby Hoffman. Yes. Keith David. Uh-huh. Don Cheadle. Uh-huh. John Corbett. Yes. Sure. But you didn't mention the biggest star of the movie. Mm-hmm. The you. fucking oh. Chirons. <laughs> Every two minutes, there's a goddamn Chiron at the bottom of the screen telling me what time it is and where exactly we are. There's even one that says Hard Rock Cafe under the logo for the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. I get, Every minute. When it first started, it didn't bother me, but they... You know, when and it types out. When it started, you're like, they're like Los Angeles time. And you're like, okay, well, we're going to have a timeline here. Right. And then at one point before the, uh, the second big earthquake, they're like, there's a, uh, the movie begins with a small earthquake and then mm. there's a bigger earthquake, like later after the lava stuff has started. And, but they start that, I guess, to show us where the epicenter is. They show that in the, what, the desert. Yeah. And then they're like 66 miles away or whatever it was. And then they immediately cut back to Los Angeles and that's all we get. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I mean, I think like what this movie taught me, like when movies usually use those, especially disaster movies do tend to use them, especially if they're yeah. bouncing around right. to different, like independence day bounces, like, Hey, we're in Los Angeles right now. Hey, we're in Washington. Hey, yeah. we're in New York city. But like this movie is bouncing around the same metropolitan area. Yeah. Like, Hey, learn how to use fucking establishing shots. Well, and there was like one... other movies throughout time have used, like, you don't have to like, keep telling me. And then there's one moment where it like cuts to the same fucking scene. Yeah. It has to tell me we're at the hard rock cafe. I'm like, we were just at the hard rock cafe. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. They've already established that as a location because the kids were there. And also right before and also that, there's t-shirts available for yeah, sale. And it's very heavily logoed. <laughs> But like right before that, Anne Hayes is talking to the doctor character, and she's like, "Where are the you know where is Kelly? Where is mm-hmm. where are the kids?" And she's like, "She went to the Hard Rock Cafe," and then they cut to the Hard Rock Cafe and say, "Hard Rock Cafe, two o three p.m. Hard Rock Cafe." I'm like, "That's a tool." Like the character saying she's at the Hard Rock Cafe, and a jump to cut to that character would tell me, "Oh, that she's at the Hard Rock Cafe." Like yeah. I can use my brain sickles to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. And, like, I think what I learned is, like, other disaster movies, they do it at the beginning and eventually trails off, like, once you realize, you know this you character's in L.A., yeah. this character's in New York, I eventually can be like, when I see that character, I know, we're in L.A. now. Right. I don't have to keep being told what the fuck is going on. Right. God! Let's talk about the science. Um, <laughs> so, I just did, a, like, the smallest amount of research just to be like, how was this movie scientifically speaking and the biggest thing is and we're talking about uh i i did some like very quick googling Don't. you got your doctorate in volcanology yes i got it i went to i went to grad school real quick <laughs> <laughs> just ran out i'll be right back this movie was three years long <laughs> it would take me longer than that anyway um <laughs> i have a bachelor's degree in music so which actually crosses over with uh geology a lot more than you'd think um so there are are um different kinds of fault lines and uh volcanoes uh typically form when there's subduction involved that means one plate is going underneath the other Mm. so in the cascade mountains where dante's peak uh takes place and where mountain saint helens is there actually is subduction there are well, it could be volcanic activity here, but where the San Andreas... I'm putting down my notes because I'm into this now. Where the San Andreas Fault is, uh, it's called a strike-slip fault. And that means the the um, plates, the tectonic plates, just rub against each other. They go north and south or whatever. And uh, so that's why they have earthquakes, but they don't have volcano. Now They're just cuddling, kind of spooning, kind of spooning. You could have, like, you know... Potential like steaming, and you have the La Brea uh, tar pits. Those actually do exist and stuff like that. But <laughs> Thank there's you. not. That is not a fantasy element. Yes, yeah, there's movie. not magma underneath, like just waiting to mm-hmm. get out. There's um, tar. That's why tar rose to the top and not liquid hot magma. Also, in addition to what we tar- touched on before, like getting that close to lava is no bueno. Um, don't, there's also don't do it. Inhaling that much ash, like there's ash falling, and they're like, if you know, inhaling 
ash, especially hot ashes, like inhaling hot glass. Like <laughs> they didn't have any sort of protection. And, you know, like it's, it's damaging. Even if you like go into a house fire, that's why people have like smoke, smoke inhalation is the biggest problem. That's why uh, firemen don't just run in in their pajamas. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that was another thing. Um, I will say that I did, uh, we uh, saw in this movie, there are a lot of helicopters flying around dumping yeah, water. Mm-hmm. And in Dante's Peak, they make a point of saying like, hey, don't get in that helicopter because it's not going to be able to fly in the fucking ash. Right. Yeah. Just, and even in this movie, they make a point of saying that cars are stalling out because they're taking in too But the helicopters ash. are okay. But the helicopters yeah. are a-okay, partner. Since we've done these two movies back to back, we can talk a little bit about Dante's Peak again. Uh, so Dante's Peak was... The, a little bit more well-researched as a movie, but mm-hmm. it was like um, the one complaint I saw when I was looking up Volcano, the movie, it was, the, was that it, Dante's Peak was like every kind of volcano at once. Uh-huh. So like it had a warning signs and those were all real and it had like the pyroclastic cloud and the lava and all that. Like, But all those like don't typically happen at the same time from the same volcano. Right. Which was like, okay, but – at least they try. <laughs> yes. This, this they movie, do happen. This movie like didn't really try that much, it seems like. Another thing that doesn't happen is that mountains don't just form. Because <laughs> at the end of this movie, they have Mount Wilshire, which is just a proper volcano, like an actual like mountain. Was it actually a proper volcano, though? Well, it didn't look like it, it was would reach that point of yeah. like being legally a mountain. The So you, you sent me, when we were discussing doing this movie, you sent me some like taglines and like promo <laughs> posters oh yeah and this this movie like did not it takes itself pretty seriously even though it's like a i mean it's what a were some movie, of those uh taglines what was it the the coast is toast the coast is toast and what so was one the other one i don't remember and i'm like like a, i'm being like a school mom <laughs> like did you do the reading <laughs> on volcano 1997 and that was the library of oh sorry. <laughs> hotter than hell was the other one hotter than hell yeah. I mean, and that's th- not, it's not clever. As coast is, that's just, at least Coast is Toast is rhymes. Yeah. Is rhymes. <sighs> Leanne Rhymes. Is written by Leanne Rhymes. That's how she got her start. Well, and the, the Amazon description says, <laughs> what did it say? Oh, man. It called it a national disaster. Yeah, it said, uh, and you thought there was only, or. You, L- it? Just when you thought L.A. was safe from a national disaster. Yeah, you, just instead when you of thought, a natural disaster. Yeah, just when you thought L.A. was safe from national disasters, which you can tell even the guy at Amazon was like, "No one's going to ever read this." So first of all, that he meant natural disasters, and then it was like, were they talking about like, the think, riots or what? Were no, they I think they were uh, talking about like mudslides and earthquakes and all the shit that happens in L.A. because God hates it. Let's just all right, let's it. just go to the verdict. Okay. What do you think? This movie's shit, mate. Yeah. Like, it's it's not even... I wouldn't even say it's a good disaster movie. It's not that... Like, I get, don't get to see a lot of shit I recognize get blowed up. Yeah. That's what I go to a disaster movie for. So I want to see the Capitol Records building, like, collapse into a sea right. of lava and watch the Hollywood The Hollyweird sign burst into flames. That's Holly, what I want. Hollyweed. Yeah, what? 420. This movie doesn't do that. No. So if it if it did sort of take a Dante's Peak approach and be super scientific, I respect it a little bit more where I was like, okay, well, you're not doing the salacious thing of like just blowing landmarks up. Yeah. But you're actually trying to like show, hey, what does a disaster with a volcano in a major metropolitan area look like? Yeah. But it doesn't really do that. Like, the things doesn't... In my very limited experience with molten rock, I'm like, <laughs> I don't think this holds up. <laughs> um, so I would say this is a shit movie, and a shit, like, popcorn disaster movie on top of that. Yeah. It doesn't even have Shelley Winters swimming through something. What kind of disaster movie is that? <laughs> Are you politely laughing? Happen? Dante's Peak. That's a reference to the Poseidon. Adventure. I guess it, ha- it did have Grandma, which is like close enough. <laughs> She's the Shelley Winters of my heart. Uh, you're in a child is an idiot. This is not a good movie. Uh, it's 
It's actually a little, maybe a little better than I was expecting. Because I was ex- what way in the way that I was expecting this to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's I just remember this being very <laughs> bad, and it is bad. But it's like you know the acting is fine. Um, it's forgettably bad. Yes, yes, exactly. I think it's like more aggressively mediocre than anything else. Like it's just kind of like it. It wasn't even as tense as Dante's Peak. You know yeah. what I mean? Which we also didn't like that much. Right. Um, yeah. So the, it's of the um, volcano difecta, the Dante's Peak volca- <laughs> volcano du- the duology. Volcano bilogy. What do you uh, What do you think between the two? I would say like Dante's Peak is not a good movie either necessarily, yeah. but it does like make an effort to explain where things are, what's being affected, like building, ratcheting up tension. Yeah. Um, it makes an effort, although not necessarily successfully, to create characters that we might care yeah. about if they say get covered in lava. Right. Um, so I would say the Dante's Peak is the better movie. But they're both kind of forgettable movies. Yeah, I, this one try and I like they're as much as they are both about volcanoes. They did try to like separate, do tell separate stories. So you identified that thing between yeah. them. I'm really smart, <laughs> professional critic. Uh, but like you know, they are completely different scenarios of volcanoes, right? Like one is of a sleepy little town mm-hmm. on a mountain yeah and then another is a massive metropolitan area that with not a mountain with not a mountain with not a volcano later yeah and so they they tried to tell stories but like yeah the the one in la the volcano should be blammo blammo and like other than the la riots and the oj case they don't really talk about how it's la like you know what i mean right and they sing uh, randy newman's i love la at the end but it's like they could have really like I mean not that it had to be a comedy or anything. They could have either they could have played it up. Like if this was a Spielberg movie, they would have played that up. Like there would be lots of little like clever uh nods to it and But there were moments I can't think of them right now, but I remember there were at least two moments couple. where they made this weird like sort of like, ah, we're gonna be silly for a minute. And I'm like like there was a scene where they were like clearing out a museum yeah. of of paintings and someone re- references Bosch. And this security guard, who's otherwise just this big galook—that's not a word—he um, he starts talking about you know the you know the uh, surrealism of Hieronymus Bosch, and uh, there's a, like like that's a beat that you would see in like a Jerry Bruckheimer, Bruckheimer yeah. disaster movie, right? But it's like in this movie where everything's super serious, it felt it's like place. what yeah. are we being funny now? Yeah. Because you're trying to convince me how serious this is. So to have this guy like have this like one off line that's sort of silly just brings me out of what I thought you were going for, which was this really serious tone. Yeah. Um and there's another moment later that I can't remember now, but I was like, Stop. If you're gonna stop. If you're gonna do that, do that. Right. But you can't just oh, maybe I'll do it. You can't just do that. You can't, you can't just, just make it up. You can't just dip your toe in the lava, so to speak. <laughs> No, don't do that. Again, I have to stress, no matter what you think about the physics that are displayed in Volcano, don't dip your toe in the lava. Uh, what do you think, listeners? Call us, 615-576-0525. You can write us an email at yourinnerchildisanidiot at gmail.com. You can support us at patreon.com slash yourinnerchildisanidiot. We want to thank our current patrons, including Jeremy Powlin, Joshua Nicholson, Karen Kurd, Larissa Maestro, Dan McIntyre, Ghost in the Burbs, and of course, Jonathan day heir to the day's end fortune <laughs> thank you guys very much if you want to be awesome like then support us on patreon.com slash you're child's an idiot you can get your name right in the credits you can get your name written in the credits of our uh, itunes notes anyway thanks for listening guys we'll see you next time also like i feel like that song's like that naked gun hoax